are we? Welcome home radio podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate, lending, and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate, lending, and learning come together. It is September 27th, and we are going to be talking about FISBOs versus realtors. For sale by owners, those people that want to not use a realtor, sell their home themselves, or do they use professional realtors? We're here today, and of course, I've got my wonderful co-host, Alan Pace, Tom Holmes, Jeff Duffy. Guys, great to have you. Hope things are doing. Boy, what a change in our weather. What a blessing. Definitely better golfing weather as far as I'm concerned. But uh, hey, today we're going to talk about FISBOs, for sale by owner versus realtors. And I've got to come out of the chute. Alan, what's your experience with this? Have you ever had anybody try FISBOs and then give up? Or have you ever dealt with buying a for sale by owner property. What are those experiences? Well, it's, it's really, it varies, but yeah, I've dealt with a lot of different situations, um, help clients buy homes for sale by owners. I've um, picked up a property and sold it after they tried to sell it. Um, but, you know, one thing I've never done is, you know, if I do talk to somebody and, and run into them, they're selling it themselves. Um, don't necessarily try to change their mind. I just try to introduce a few things they might not be thinking about. Some of them go on to sell their house really well, you know, by themselves. I mean, they don't they don't need a realtor. They do it right. They, you know, they they get a lawyer or they get a good title company, and they you know, or they have another realtor on the other end of it, but. Um, some of them do a really good job. Others can be a train wreck. So it's just a very wide scope out there. And I, I wouldn't categorize one size fits all. Would you say this statistic is true? This is from, uh, I'm going to say, National FHFA selling for approximately 26% less is a FISBO over an agent assisted home. 26% less earnings when it's sold by the owners. What are your comments on that? I, that sounds too high, too much difference for me. I mean, I, you know, I would say it's more like somewhere in the five and a half to 8% difference. I wouldn't, I would never go into the twenties. Tom, would, what, what's your comment? <laughs> I would say typically the FISBO, for instance, my neighbor, tried to sell his house, Fisbo, for sale by owner, and he'd only had to 
try to sell it for about three months in my neighborhood. Most of the houses typically when they're listed by real estate professionals sell in two to four days in my neighborhood. So what was the probably, what, tell me, what do you think might be the problem with the FISBO? Marketing. There's a lot of problems. I mean, there's okay. Marketing might be a very good one. He, he was difficult as far as letting getting into the house. If you call you don't asking, the value, asking value too much. Home. Asking too much. Oh, right. I think that that's where I would probably say. So I win. I win. So we go. We go back to that stating as far as Fisbo selling below the market. My experience has always been that they got the opinion of a realtor and decided, well, we're just going to jack it up a little bit more and sell it myself. And then, you know, I can learn how to do all the stuff in the mid midterm as far as getting all the things finished. One of the things I warn people about in my classrooms, my students, if they're going to be listing agents, if they're going to work towards uh, trying to help sell houses that way, uh, one of the big things you've got to always be cognizant of is, for instance, there are things like disclosures that have to be given to the, the people that are potential buyers, uh, just like the realtor would have to do. For instance, a seller's disclosure, which is a major, major important thing because that's where we end up with a lot of uh, uh Deceptive trade practice lawsuits. Those are treble damage lawsuits, by the way. I think you see a lot of for sale by owners using the buyer's buyer agent, and that can be trouble for for sale by owner too. But you see a lot of that going on. Um, investors are different. I mean, they'll, they'll go right to the owner, and Tom's done that. I'm sure you've been just talked to the owner of the property and bought a, a property from him, right? Yes. Yeah. And, but Tom's a little different. He knows the business pretty well inside and out. So, um, and he would do things right. Hey, I have a, I have a question. Let's take a step back with Tom with your comments a minute ago. I know. I'm, I'm standing in the front of the classroom. I got the answer right. I'm in the front. Don't ask me to step back. You got it, boss. Man, All right. Here's, here's the question. Time. I'm trying to do some math in my head, and that's dangerous. That you is. Can see, you can see the problems that are right. So, but I want to go back to Blair, 20%, 26% different and a loss to the seller who is a FISBO compared to using an agent. And Tom, I want to go back to you said, well, and I, what you said makes total sense. A FISBO says, oh, I'll get an agent to give me a general idea of, you know, what's happening in my neighborhood. I'm going to go with that number and I'm going to jack it up 15 grand. But I, I'm trying to still, where do they come up with those numbers on that loss? When we're trying, just, to, when we're trying to really big, I know you're reading off something you're looking up. I totally, I'm with yeah, you. yeah. I'm I, interested. That means if I let, if my house is worth four hundred thousand, I'm selling it for three hundred. I mean, it's twenty five percent reduction. But you, but if the agent told you your house is worth four hundred, and Tom said, "I don't need an agent. Forget you. I'm going to sell it for four twenty. See, where does that twenty six percent still come from? Well, well, let me tell you. Two years ago, that's exactly what was going on. An agent would say your house comps at four hundred thousand. They'd sell it for four forty without an agent. It depends on the market. When the market blows, it's a little different. True. And you know, you have an opportunity to talk to somebody and say, now it's important to have marketing, and now it's important to be 
you know, out there being marketed by, by every website you can possibly do it on. And as a realtor, we have access to a lot of that stuff. And so it just depends on the market too, but 26%, it just seems too much to me. I mean, well, let, let, let's take a step back. Uh-oh. I started it two, four, okay. one back. So, it realtors, we have a market that is out there promoted on the MLS. Uh, then there's what's called off market or sold before it's even promoted out there because of your network. What market is that? Because what I'm seeing here by the National Association of Realtors says 8% of all sales in 2021 were FISBOs. How does that rank? I mean, is that 8% of the total market of sales? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. But then you also have how many, how much of the total market of sales never makes it to the MLS? I don't know what that number is. Well, that's totally, always, that's, that's more number. on the investor side in that sense yeah. and in Frisbo, right? I'm just trying to get an idea to understand how the impact of this, because you know, what is the driving force? They, they, are they scared of paying a commission on selling the home? Because I, I thought that commission was paid for by the buyer. The seller pays that. The seller okay. pays. Yeah. Generally. That's what they're, that's what they're saving in their brain. They're saving 6% but or 3% at minimal. Yeah. They can't say, they can't stop. Except have somebody brain. come in and say, well, we're not paying your realtor. I've heard they do. So here's, I think here's something very interesting about FISBOs. And, you know, again, when you're just looking things up online, you keep your fingers crossed, right? Because it, it might have been something promoted by uh, Alan or whatever. Who knows? No, I'm kidding. Well, well, when did you learn how to read? So, yeah, well, that would be on, on the dark web. In my practice. Here. But, Blair, you said 8% in 21 were FISBOs. It jumped up in 22, what I saw, at 10%. But what I found most interesting of 10% in 22 were FISBOs, half of those FISBOs, the seller already knew the buyer. So, boy, doesn't that make a difference? Yeah. Now you're kicking it back down to 11% almost, 10%. Uh, you know, you're, you know, I mean, you're always going to talking about You were talking about 50% of 10%. That really makes a difference there, though, as far as a FISBO who's being successful at putting their house on the market and getting it sold properly. And, and from the title side, I'll tell you, and we do get them. We get calls off the street all the time with contracts. The majority of them, yes, they know the buyer and the seller. One might be a landlord and the, and the tenants finally going, Hey, I'm buying it. So, okay. That's one thing, right? There's an agreement there. There's already a relationship there. Uh, but what is a challenge is oftentimes we will get some of these contracts but then that seller, maybe he is paying the buyer's rent, but he's not using them in an intermediary. But then they start calling my team, <laughs> you know, and they start asking these questions. And it's interesting. I think people forget so many of our jobs in industry, everything is a risk factor, right? So I'm a third party to this contract. I cannot answer those questions. I cannot give you details of how you should negotiate and handle that buyer. But we... But we get those calls. It happens. That's, so that's exactly why I say one size doesn't fit all. I mean, I, I've helped lawyers who are just smart. They've been in law for 
25 years. I ain't doing real estate. You find me the home and get me the contract and we'll go look at it and I'll sign it and blah, 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 you know, and, and you move on and it just works out great. Other times you get people that the internet's been a good and a bad thing. You get, you can read whatever you want on the internet. So you can read forever. Why would you pay a realtor commission? Just sell it yourself. Go to Zillow and get his estimate. That's how much it's worth. They're always <laughs> right. You know, things like that. And then you got others that just, again, all the realtor, all the real estate companies have their own division of we'll buy your home. You don't have to put it on the market. We'll pay cash, you know, in a sense, maybe competing with Tom, you know, for an investor house or something. I've personally dealt with people that I don't want to go through it. I just don't want to go through none of it. And you get them a cash offer and you move on and they're happy with it. They don't care about getting top dollar. They don't want to fix up their house. They don't want to put 30,000 into it to make an extra 50,000. There's people like that. So this is a, it's a diverse market. The internet and, and Zillow especially has really made a difference in, in how people look at real estate. I mean, Zillow got in the housing market completely all in. And kind of withdrew a little bit on the all in, but you know, it's, it's just changed you know, it's changed over the years, I think pretty dramatically. Oh, it's interesting. There's no doubt, no doubt about that. It's interesting. Y'all brought up these key things because they have, and this is the national association of realtors defined why FISBO sellers do what they do. The hardest task is preparing the home for sale, the paperwork, Pricing the home right, selling within a desired time frame, having enough time to sell, finding buyers, and then helping buyers get financing. I mean, those tasks they don't want to they don't want to touch or they don't want to do. It's more common than you would know. I mean, and with the boomers aging and you know, the generation before them is almost gone. Tom, did you hear that? You hear what he called this? We're aging. Can you believe They're that? They're almost gone. That was the thing that I caught. <laughs> They're almost gone. I said the generation before the boomers are almost There's gone. still more of them than us, Alan. <laughs> They're cheering us on, Alan. Hey, Alan, there's still more than of them than us, so you don't 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 call them out. <laughs> Man, I tell They're you what. Almost gone. Jeez, I wish I was as young as Alan. Do you remember the days Tom. You'd be surprised, Mr. Holm. You probably are. Those were the days, my friend. My friend. I thought my they'd never end. Well, we anyway, the boomers. I would, I would hazard a guess. Husbands are dying. Day. Wives are dying. Hey, don't want to go Jeff, have it. you ever filled out a contract? Have you? They ever come in and said, "Hey, will you fill out a contract with us?" They they do, but I, I all I offer is here's my clock conference table. Y'all can sit there and work it out. But, but yes, you're exactly right. They do. They're right. I, I, I was wondering. I know back in the good old days when I first started in the business, those title companies, we just sent them over there. The title companies write the contract. Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. <laughs> That's when we were selling caves. Yep. <laughs> Nothing like living on a gravel road these days, I say. Contracts were on papyrus. Hey, Alan, 
that that's when they they wrote them like this. Ching 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 ching. Yeah, the first thing is short. Be nice. <laughs> you know, I I I hazard a guess. I I would bet on, on some of those percentages we were talking about though. Most fizbos go into the process and all they're thinking of is I just want to save some money or I need to save some money and they don't know what they're getting into and I bet even with the percentages we were talking about a lot of them kind of get in the middle of it and they've gone man <laughs> I wish I'd hired somebody to help me get through this because think of all the shows that well Blair since you started the the show but and then I've even been a part of and everything we discuss is people just forget or don't realize how many people, how many entities, and what it all takes to this entire process. And, and I think that's why it, it is wise. It's just like buying a title policy. You don't have to buy one if you're getting paying cash for a house, right? But why would you think that a $3,500 investment or less is a bad idea when you're spending $675,000 on a piece of property? You know, those are the comparisons I make. Yeah, when, you, when you're going into think. I, I, I am not a professional as far as doing this. So get a professional that's licensed and knows how to talk and represent you and fight for you. That's the, the biggest key for me. The other thing you run into is like the pickup truck. If you own a pickup truck, everybody calls you. Can I borrow it? Can you help me move a chair? Well, when you're a realtor, the for sale by owner people that you know, they go, you know, I really know, you know, we've been together for 15 years and I've known you forever. I really don't want to, use a realtor and, you know, and I live in a hundred miles from you anyway. And can you tell me how to do this and how to do that? And it's the same. I mean, that happens all the time. And other than some brotherly love, I stay out of it. It's not so, my deal. He, here's my know, question, Alan, Tom. So you're not going to sell my home give, for me for free? I, I'm full of questions. Now you're good. We're, we're, we're rolling. Um, if you guys as licensed real estate agents in the state of Texas, Alan, if, if, a, if a FISBO asks you that and you answer their question, now, he's entered a contract that you're not part of it, but if, if it hits the fan, would they pull you into a lawsuit? I would never, I would never get. How does that, how does that work? You gave them advice, even though you are not their legal representation, Ooh, and you'd be pulled into a lawsuit. Ooh. Never, 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 never. Even if you're talking to somebody and they're not under contract, they're just talking about housing and you're a licensed realtor, the IABS comes into effect. You need to lay it on them, let them read it, sign it, date it, and then you can, you know, have a cup of coffee and talk about the market a little bit. But no, if somebody's, oh my God, if you're a licensed realtor, listen to me now. Don't. Just stay out of it. If you're not in the contract, don't talk. Alan just, moves to the front of the class. Well, you you just don't want to do that. I mean, that's you do learn that in school. Tom teaches that. I'll guarantee you Tom teaches that. He teaches that at the beginning of the class, and when they're graduating, he teaches at them again. We say it like 4,327 times between all six classes. It's required. Yeah. Yeah. IBS, baby. Yeah. And that's what, if you're a new realtor out there and you're listening, utilize that piece of paper. It's simple. It's real know, simple. 
Yeah, and you can they're on your phone or if you're and old it gets school, you a conversation. That's the thing, is it gets you a conversation that they start thinking, well, this guy knows what they're doing, this gal knows what she's doing. Yeah. And that that's a uh, you've got to build cred when you get somebody and they're a cold lead like that. And that's one way you do it is by hey, I know the right thing to say or the right thing to keep you out of trouble. Business you kind of stop it friend. seriously. You kind of stop it quick. If you're at even if you're at Kroger and you got your shirt on, it says you're a realtor. Somebody says, "Hey, are you a realtor? I just moved here from Massachusetts." <laughs> and you know the next thing is, how's the market? Well, it's it's adequate, but you you really don't go much further. I'm serious, and it's not. You know, I know it's funny, but it's really not. They take this IABS thing serious, and, and every realtor listening should. Because to Jeff's point, it can come back to haunt you. Yeah, no, I, that's I'm just curious. I didn't know. Any other dumb questions, Jeff? Oh, give me a second. <laughs> give me just a second. You've known me long enough to know that answer. Hey, you know, the other yeah. thing you hear about, Jeff, concerning title, you know, you know, a FISBO person will say, oh, it's just, a, it's a title company. There's a ton of lawyers in there. You know, that's what they are. They're all lawyers. And, you know, as a realtor, you go, oh, yeah, they are. That's right. Yeah. They're all lawyers. They know stuff. Why don't you go call them? No, no. But you hear that a lot. I mean, your office is all lawyers. Everybody in there. Yep. <laughs> That's not the case. People might <laughs> pretend to be, but. <laughs> yep. The National Association of Realtors state 85% of all FISBO sellers offer no buyer incentives. When well, it's not I would, needed. I, last I was was 25% below market. <laughs> uh, there you go. And I don't really know how they know that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to tell the truth? If you're a seller of a house, I go, did you give an incentive? Hell no, I did it myself at full list price. You know, they ain't going to tell the truth. Why would you? Well, and also the buyers aren't educated to ask for that kind of stuff typically, too. Well, if the physical trying to use a, and, and then the buyer's using a realtor, the realtor's going to know to ask for certain things. Yeah, it that is, you're right. And one of the things, I mean, you can take advantage and I bet you most people think they can take advantage of a FISBO seller if they have a realtor or if that realtor is involved. Now, one of the things that I see as a big challenge is because the majority of people find homes on the online to look at, to see where they want to go look. You're not going to see a FISBO online unless you know purposely to go look at a FISBO website and that seller knows to go register their home at the FISBO website. Otherwise, that home's not online and they can't be found. So it's really a contradiction here of using for sale by owner, but not having the presence of opportunity. Therefore, you have a limited buyer uh, supply. Would you agree with that? Don't all answer at once. Yes. I, I was waiting on the pros to answer. I'm going to say yes. That's your title guy. Then I agree because Jeff said it. <laughs> okay, good. You're outvoted, Alan. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes you just sit here and you look into the camera and go, I agree with those guys. <laughs> <laughs>
No, talk okay, about here's it. Another, here's another Fizbo nobody ever talks about. Okay. But I'll guarantee you Tom has mentioned it in one of his classes. You go into a house with your buyer, and it's listed by another agent. There's a big sign in the front. You walk in there, and guess who's there? The seller. Let me show you the shit I redid. Oh, my God, this couch. And you are you go in there, and you go, sir, and, and I don't rep, you know, that guy's got a, a realtor. So all I can do is two things. If you wouldn't mind, could me and my clients have a few minutes to look at this beautiful home of yours? You know, well, I want to make sure you know the upgrades I did. I want to, I said, sir, I have a lot of experience. I'll know the upgrades when I see them. They will too. They've bought several houses before, you know, but I need you to give us some space so we can be amongst ourselves. And you can't make them. They don't want to leave. It's their house. They don't. I get on the phone, call the listing agent, and sometimes the phone rings and they do walk out. Other times, can't do nothing about it. It's the way this family is. They're going to be in the house. I'm sorry. Do your best. So that's another kind of for sale by owner. And they never help their cause. Ever, ever, ever. So that's a bad for sale by owner situation when it's listed by another agent. And the sellers in there trying to sell it. Bad, 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 bad. If you're going to be here, put out some more d'oeuvres or something. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, my God. A nice panini or. <laughs> yeah, three cats and four dogs. And, oh, that's Nina. And that's the Pinta. And there's Santa Maria. You know, it's like, I don't want to meet your dog cat family. I want to sh sell your house. You know, it happens more than you think. Trust me. <laughs> it can be fun though tell us about a disaster FISBO Alan you said early in the early first few minutes you've been involved with one it was I was new I was brand new and it was like not brand new but it was my first one of those and yeah it was somebody I ran into and you know, when you, you're starting out, every time you get a chance to say you're a realtor, you say it. You know, either wear something or you have a badge or, you know, it's going to rain tomorrow. Well, I'm a realtor. I know the weather. You know, that kind of thing. So you start talking and then you hear things. It's like, well, I, I've been trying to sell my house for three months. Well, why haven't you? And then he starts talking. And then I have to go, well, IABS time. You know, like, so yeah, back then it was not on your phone. It was a piece of paper you kept in your car, you know, and went out and got it. And it was better than me. It was, mine was on stone tablets when I started. <laughs> Clipboard. <laughs> that was the age of Aquarius. Speaking of stone. It was. Anyway, it was like, no, it was just a bad deal. He had gone through a complete contract. It fell through. Um, and then when I got looking at it and ended up getting it, it was overpriced and the guy had talked to a lawyer and got out of it and he had lost money and, uh, with money he paid for certain things to fix issues and all sorts of stuff. And it was just a, not a good deal at all. I mean, just anyway, we, we did sell it. We brought the price down about 20 grand or so, 25, 30,000, I think. Right. And told him to quit spending money on the house. He was putting it in all the wrong places and things like that. So 
It, well, I would say it was a catastrophe. You know, the worst situation I ever ran into was in a title company when the guy bought a truck two days before closing. Oh, gosh. And the kids, the, the title company was really cool. It had a little playroom for the kids. And the kids were in there. And, um, you know, they're all excited, you know, and I'm the buyer agent. And I've been preaching through email and text and verbalization don't buy anything. Don't go shopping. Blah, blah, blah. And the lender was doing it and got in there and title company goes, we got a problem. And I'm thinking, ah, it's no big deal. You know, blah, blah. and then title guy calls me over. And he goes, the credit shot. I'm like, oh my God. So anyway, the, the mom told the dad to go sleep in his truck and walked out. It was tragic. That was the most tragic thing I'd ever been involved in. And they didn't get a house with me. I don't know when they got one or if they ever did, but they were done. They were borderline anyway. Just borderline. Wow. And it was just, you wanted to cry. But nothing I could do. I, I Lender said, <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. And I don't know if it ever did. Somehow we go from info and realtors to lenders. I Communication. It happens here. If, if everybody has Blair on top, you know, at the corner there. There you go. Hey, listen. the key. It was a good lender, a good a communication. But people do stuff, man. I'm telling you. They do. Th Blair knows. Everybody's been through it. And I'm sure, Jeff, you've seen it in title where it kind of went astray. It's sad. But when you're talking to people, just please don't buy anything. Don't, don't do anything. And, you know, um, the credit card guy, the, the, the guy we have on with the fixes, the repairs, the credit, Nathan, Nate. Yeah. He's like, I've called him a couple of times with, you know, clients, not recently, but in the past. And he's got some pretty good stories. You know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. About people. You can only bring yes, he does. that whole horse thing about, you can bring them to the water. You can't make them drink it. That's not as well, good as the Wayne Gretzky thing you did two weeks ago, but that ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to share. I, I want to share a FISBO story. This will this will warm Jeff's heart. Uh, I I knew a person that were uh, they called me and said, "Tom, I got a problem." And I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Well, we wrote a contract with the for sale by owner." And of course, the for sale by owner took care of all of it. It was handwritten on a trek form and took it over to the title company. And the title company has called us and said that we're not going to be able to buy the house. And they were like, you know, 25 days into the process. Their financing had been approved. Everything was ready. They were ready to move out of their apartment. The given notice there, the whole nine yards. And I said, well, what, why did the title company call you and say that? And he said, well, the title company told us there was another contract and, and that the other contract is going to be the one that the, the buyer seller closes on. The seller had intentionally, when they took the contract to Jeff, Jeff, what makes the contract invalid? Invalid? Yeah. Not signed 
or no earnest money deposits or no you don't have to have earnest money and you do have to sign it you have you have to sign it what else is going to somebody's dead maybe alan knows the everybody wants to move to the front of the class so let's do this real quick together alan what made, the, what made the contract invalid on a situation where the they had two contracts he already accepted going? one no they That's actually the accepted the higher contract for more after they had signed the contract with the guy that was being well if they've already got a signed contract they can't do another contract well it's a fisbo <laughs> well yeah, i don't it's, care it's, it's still legal. Legal. two contracts it's still a, a contract they a contract when they took it to the title company the seller knew that if he didn't fill in the execution date ah yes it's not it valid it would, it would be an invalid contract and so yeah. he did that on purpose. He didn't fill out the execution date. Somebody else came along. He kept trying to sell the house during that period of time. Somebody came along, offered him more money. And he said, okay, we'll take yours. And then he went to another title company and executed the contract. Well, that's yeah. a lawsuit if they want to take the time. Yeah. But that sounds like other, that was done on purpose. And you, you think, know, you think, yeah. And I, you want to, you want to hope that we haven't gone that far down the tubes where people are, but I'm sure they are. Absolutely, I, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Just Come on, Alan. Come on. I guess I have too much faith in humanity. You're trying to be, you're trying to be hopeful. <laughs> I'm just being me. I, I, I trust Stop people it. until I don't. Don't do that. Okay, I have to tell you something funny. It's since we're off track just a tad, so I got to tell you now. I think it's been it's been in the last decade or around that time they changed and everybody knows this. They changed the laws in Texas on how you could file bankruptcy. One of the group of attorneys that I worked with earlier in my career, we had a property. The guy filed bankruptcy and this is how our attorney got pulled into it. Island, and this is just to prove what you're talking about. People being just shysty and downright not so nice filed bankruptcy. So what happens? He stopped paying his mortgage. 90 days goes by. Mortgage company starts to file foreclosure, right? So for a bankruptcy stops foreclosure. What did this guy do? Went back, filed bankruptcy again, except this time in his name, he changed his middle initial. Bankruptcy starts over. Foreclosure is halted again. I'm going to tell you all, he did this with his wife in a very nice Plano neighborhood for three years plus and i kid you not my attorney had me drive by a couple of times while this lawsuit went on they were winning yard of the month club by the hoa in the neighborhood so alan sorry that just popped in my head that when you're talking about, i can't believe people would do that yeah so that couple made that three and a half years and that's part of the reason the state changed those laws on the bankruptcy i can i can happily say i in all the transactions over the years i I've been involved in some really tough, hard negotiation and sometimes it, it got testy and, you know, sometimes it was in a title company when you had to close and get funded on this house before the next person could buy the next house, that kind of stuff. But I, I, I'm fortunate I have not experienced true crime, you know, out there like spiteful, we're not going to execute it just to, try to get a better offer or put a middle initial in and 
but I knew I knew that everybody wasn't honest when yet the day came at title when you had to sign your name that that's really your name. I, that the hell's that about? You know, it's like <laughs> I go well, by this for for any potential homeowners who even thought about or considered that might be listening to us. I think the biggest thing, yes, we all need and look to save money when we can, but you need a professional to guide you through the process. You do. You need to find somebody you're comfortable with. And this is just my opinion. Find somebody you're comfortable with who's going to guide you through it and be your team lead uh, as you go through this. It's going to make your life much easier, in my opinion. That's, I think it, that's you so pick well the right said. person that matches you and, and the money is well worth it. So well said right there. So many challenges out there and details. I don't understand why anybody would want to go across and do with this without a professional that's trained, knows the law, knows how the contracts, knows how to negotiate for me and represent. So again, for sale by owner, you might be saving some money, but you might be missing out on opportunities, timeliness. Ask us the questions, talk with us before you make that decision to, to do this. But I think there's just a positive result using a professional and they more than pay for themselves in so many ways. Absolutely. Let me throw one additional thing on this thought process. I see a lot of people in my classroom who did stuff for sale by owner and they're getting their education after the fact. And they share stories with me in the classroom that makes me go, why didn't you come to this class before you listed your house? Why don't, why, you know, go ahead and even if you're not getting a real estate license, wouldn't it be important to understand about the mortgage process? Wouldn't it be a, a smart to know about the contracts? I mean, we offer classes like that, and this isn't a big sale of Champion School of Real Estate. This is get the education if you're going to do it, because you're talking about, just like Blair just mentioned, it's worth the thousands of dollars if you don't know what to do because you're going to end up losing that money. Most brokers you talk to that know what they're doing will say every family ought to have a realtor. You know, somebody in your family ought to be a realtor. And it, uh, the, only, the only time that doesn't work is when uh, you don't want your family to know how much money you got or your credit. Don't do business with your family, Alan. Yeah. That's a, that's, yeah, right. You're just setting yourself up for failure. Doing and he is so nice. He's the nicest person I've ever met. Stop it. Where's your hat? Go. Well, Again, find us at welcomehomeradio.net. Like and share these videos. Ask us those questions of concern. But again, if you're going down and you're thinking you know of somebody thinking for sale by owner, please let's get together. Let's at least chat about it so that you have some questions that can be asked or answered to help you make the best decision for you and your family. I'm Blair Thomas. Look at this dude. <laughs> Wait till you see the. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and he's snorting just for fun. We know who the snorting is. Yeah. And that's Tom Holm. I'm Alan Bass. I'm Jeff Duffy. God. Welcome Home Radio Production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listing of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information.
This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.